This is episode 27 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we'll be planning three different trips around the globe. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, so glad that you're here. Last week, we talked about different ways to move and things that I would look for in a city. And I went through the process with you for five different cities. Today, we're going to be looking at three different places around the globe. And um, I'm going to be using some different methods to plan those trips. And I'm going to walk you through the process that I would go through to make those happen. But before we do, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There we have some awesome faith and travel resources. And then if you check us out on Instagram and Facebook, we would love to connect with you. Here's some of your stories where you've seen God around the globe. And then hopefully you can share some of your insights from some of your travel trips as well. So to kick it off today, I have three different ways that we're going to pick where we're going. One of them is called Dart on Map. So you literally just press a button and it throws a dart randomly for you. Another, I have globe, as you can hear spinning in the background, that we're just going to do the classic spin the globe and put your finger somewhere. And then lastly, um, I heard of this website called HelloNokin, and they help you plan trips to specific locations. And so far, they have seven different places that you can plan a trip to, and we're going to see just what they come up with for us in terms of a trip. So let's go ahead and pick those locations. So we're going to start with Dart on the map. And this one, I'm going to make it North America specific so that we have one kind of in the States and then two other options. Let's see what we come up with. We throw the dart. Got the ocean a couple times, but now we finally have landed. And it looks like we are going to New Mexico. No, there doesn't seem to be a town listed there, but we are right outside of Gila Gila Wilderness Area. So we're going to go to Gila Wilderness Area. The closest thing that I see right now is um, Silver City. So Silver City, New Mexico. We'll check out the Gila Wilderness Area. Correction, it's actually called the Gila National Forest. Okay, so next we're going to do the classic globe. So you hear the globe spinning in the background. I'm going to pick up the pace and we're going to close my eyes and... Ooh, we are headed to Iran. We're going to go to Iran. This is interesting because it would not be a place that I would normally pick, but we're going to try Magus. I, sorry, I'm going to butcher these names. Magus in Iran. Let's see what we can find out about that location. And then lastly, we're going to go over to Noken, and it gives us seven options, and I'm just kind of picking one slightly randomly, trying to put it a little distance between everything else that we're searching, so I'm going to go with Japan for this trip, primarily because I guess it isn't one that I've ever personally explored before. So these are three locations I know nothing about, and we're going to go and plan a trip there. Okay, so first things first, we're going to look at Silver City, New Mexico. And off the bat, I find that the population is in the 9,000s, 
but for such a small town, I am blown away by their website, visitsilvercity.org. Like, this is a super modern website, and it really does a good job with everything as a tourist that I would want to know. So it kind of, like, explains the origins of the city, kind of talks about the wilderness. It explains that the Gila National Forest right next door is 3.3 million acres. That's a lot. Um, and it shows so many awesome pictures of just all the nature hikes. So if you caught on from our last episode, I love nature. So this sounds super exciting. Apparently, the city was founded in 1878, and it tells what the average temperature is, the elevation. They have 300 plus days of the year where it is sunny, and they get 16 to 20 inches of rainfall in the whole year. And then they have all these videos of things to see and do. Recreational areas, state parks, trails, a fort, the National Forest, historic downtown, the mining district, the Silver City Museum, the university, and then even better yet, it has options for where to stay and it literally lists out everything. All the hotels and motels, all the bed and breakfasts, all the cabins and cottages, all of the camping and RV options depends what kind of person you are. It would really depend on the time of the year for me because I'm okay with camping and RVs and all of that. Even just like a throw throw on the ground tent would be kind of cool, especially if it's like some of these are in the Gila National Forest. That sounds really appealing to me. But it says the average temperature there is 54 degrees, so I'm guessing at night it gets pretty cold. So in that chance, I might look at like a bed and breakfast or a cottage. Um, there's just, there's some really good ones listed here. From that, it also lists places you can eat, which there are a lot of them, and it even gives you links to Yelp and the reviews. And then the arts, apparently they have a lot of theater, musicians, studios to go check out. For something we randomly stumbled upon with a little dart throwing app, I'm kind of interested in this place. Based on just this initial information that I've collected, I probably would either say this is a trip that like needs to happen in a few weeks, which would mean I should plan to drive because for a flight out there, it wouldn't be worth it. Typically, if you're doing something like a domestic flight, it's best to book a flight a month to six weeks in advance. Anything less than that, the price goes up. Any more than that, the price goes up. That's kind of like your good little window to book flights. So because I'm guessing temperatures dropping, we're, hinti- we're hitting fall and then winter. If I were doing this trip, it either would be something where I go out and I drive out now, or I would book a flight down the road and plan it for late spring, early summer so that I would be able to like enjoy the weather and not freeze to death. So now we're going to go on to our next location. So when I spun the globe, I found Magus, I don't really know how to pronounce it, in Iran. And the first thing I'm running into while Google searching it is that I can't even find this city. And I know that I'm spelling it right because I'm literally spelling it off this globe. Which makes me wonder, because this is a globe that was passed down to me from my grandmother. I know that territories redivide, and it's kind of close to the border with other countries on this globe, so there's quite a chance that 
things have changed and maybe it no longer exists. I don't really know. I'm going to go take a different approach and I'm just going to look at Iran, the top things to do and see there and see what we come up with. When I scroll through things to do in Iran, what I seem to find is a lot of really interesting architecture. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to try to pronounce a lot of these because I would butcher them pretty bad. But there's a lot of palaces, gardens, some skiing areas, castles, mosques, Tabiat Bridge, Towers of Silence. I wonder what that is. They're called Ancient Ruins. It looks like it's a raised structure to expose... This is going to sound morbid. Expose dead bodies to birds and usually vultures. And it comes from the Zoroastrian religion, which I learned about in school. It's very interesting. They don't believe in burying or burning their dead because there's a circle of life. And so you would like taint the soil or other things if you would do those things. So instead they feed the animals with dead corpses so they use this structure to like put the bodies above the earth's surface so that animals could get to them a little creepy but that is the rationale behind the tower of silence let's see what else we can find a historic site i'm gonna butcher it condavon in tabriz it, it the reason it catches my eye is it looks very Naturesque. It looks like a bunch of old buildings inside of a mountainy hill. It's an outer village with homes that are like caves and they're carved out of volcanic rock, is the short description of that, which looks like it'd be interesting to see. But in all of this, even though I'm looking at Iran, there's this part of me that's basically like, I could never travel there alone. I guess just kind of perusing the internet, trying to figure out, like, is it really safe to travel to? I mean, we can, I don't think we can completely trust the internet. I believe that you take it always with a grain of salt, and they're saying it's safe. But some of the things they suggest, like, if you're a woman, uh, you need to be dressing appropriately, so covering yourself so you're modest, bringing a headscarf along so that you don't draw unnecessary attention to yourself, just doing things in your best interest to keep you safe. Personally, if I was going to go to Iran, I'd probably want to have someone with me who's either been before or find a guide that I could trust and probably go with a group. Even if it was a group of ladies, at least there would be more than just me. There's countries I would definitely feel safe traveling alone to, um, and I just know there's been enough political unrest that... I probably wouldn't personally choose that of my own doing, but, you know, you never know. Usually with international flights, it's best to book about six months in advance. That's usually when prices are the cheapest. If you don't believe me, say you're planning this trip for like a year from now, check that price. Go ahead and check that price. But then also put in like a flight to that location six months from now and compare the prices and you'll likely see that the six months from now is actually pretty cheap. So theoretically, come six months before when you want to go on this trip, you would be able to plug in the flight and then find the cheapest flight at that time. 
And then from there, we're going to plan our trip to Japan with Noken. So if you want to check out this website, it's hellonoken.com. This is not paid in any way. But um, when I clicked on Japan and it says, get ready for beautiful temples, delicious ramen, bustling cities, and epic bullet trains. Interesting. Okay, so it asks me, am I traveling solo as a couple with a family or with friends? You know, I'm going to go ahead and say with friends because I'm guessing most of you would be traveling with others. And we're going to say that there are four adults on this trip. Okay. And it asks, why are we, what is the occasion? Just for fun, birthday, other, let's do summer of next year and let's be there for a week. That seems like a good amount of time. So seven days in June of 2020. Have you bought anything for the trip? It asks if we have any flights, accommodations, paid activities, or local transport. You know what? I'm going to say we have accommodation for at least, you know, just check this out. So the, their, their site apparently covers everything except for international flights. So if we would fly within country, I think that means it would cover, like, our flights would be part of this. So have you ever visited Jam Japan before? And no, this would be my first time. This is really nice. I'm, I'm digging this site. So what sites do you want to, to your trip to focus on? Must-sees, like the most popular things to do and see. Must-sees and hidden gems, like a mist, it's a mix of popular sites and some local hidden gems. And only the remote spots. Avoid the crowds and explore only the remote spots. So for me, it's a toss-up between remote spots and must-sees and hidden gems because I do like seeing tourist spots, but I like those hidden gems a lot. So I'm going to go with the mix. Okay, so perfect. We're going to create a mix of the must-sees and hidden gems that you should visit following our app. Okay, let's see. What pace are you looking for in the trip? So fast pace, moderate, or slow pace? You know what? I probably would go between moderate and slow, but we're going to go moderate. I went ahead and made my account after completing the initial survey, and it says they're going to book me a flight from Ho from Tokyo to Hokone, H-A-K-O-N-E. I'm sorry, I'm really bad at pronouncing things. So then it literally explains day by day, like, what the highlights are, and then it apparently has over a thousand different options for activities, and so I get to pick and choose in a little more depth than I thought I was, so super pumped about that. Either you can, like, choose to do, like, it gives a suggested show. It's a robot show, and it looks like, the according to the description, there's, like, robots of all kinds and shapes and sizes, and it's, like, a dinner show, but the food isn't, like, the main thing there, so it's, like, we'll reserve you a meal after. Or you can use their app guide, and it'll give you some, like, nightlife suggestions, like karaoke bars, cocktails, um, just different things going on. So I think I'm probably not going to go with the robots. We'll just see what happens here. Then I get to pick what is my tier for the nights, and like it's like a crash pad, a basic, a comfort, or a luxury. 
and you can like select how many nights you want to stay there and they like explain like, what part of the island you'll be next to and what they're famed for like high-end shopping and dining experiences are popular with locals we're gonna do a hostel so they're gonna get me the JR pass which means that I'll have unlimited rides it covers most bullet trains and it saves me a lot of money and then they tell me at the end like what's all included in my trip and then you check out and according to their website uh, it explains that the only added fee for them planning it this way is they charge five dollars per person extra per day so if there were four of us there each day it'd be 20 bucks on top of the cost that it would cost for us to buy the train tickets to buy the plane tickets to pay for the hotels like it's just all in like one lump sum to me this seems really easy I'm actually really impressed by this and I would actually really like to try a trip like this because it seems to take the hassle out of it rather than me having to go around searching for all the things. Yes, I need to like find my flight to Japan and my flight back, but like it seems to take the hassle out of it. Transportation, it's all just going to load to my phone and it's already like pre-charged to me. So I don't have to worry about having the tickets. I can just show on my phone and it's all it'll all be right there on the app. And then it'll give me suggestions about like what are the things to see and do and it'll be pretty cool. But anyway, so that is my review of Noken. I'm pretty impressed and I would love to see what it would look like in a couple other countries too. But yeah, I guess those are three places that maybe you might want to check out and travel to at some point. Um... Or at least those might be some methods that you might want to go about planning your next trip. But in the meantime, I would encourage you to like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram and join our Facebook group so you can join in our discussion. And tell us about some different ways that you've planned trips. Have you thrown a dart at a map before or have you like used some other method to chose to choose some really cool location and did you in the end really enjoy that or were you kind of like I wish we would have gone somewhere else very interested what your thoughts are until next time safe travels and god bless